Welcome to the Imagine Talks podcast, Achieving Success, Social Impact, and Overcoming Obstacles. I'm Tammy Tran. For today's episode, our guest is Miko Fogarty. As a dancer, Miko has received worldwide recognition, including the gold medal at the Moscow International Ballet Competition. Miko received a contract with the Birmingham Royal Ballet in England at the age of 17, as she danced and taught in over 20 countries. She is now a graduating student majoring in integrative biology at UC Berkeley and researching brain cancer therapies at UCSF. She is also the conservatory director of San Jose Dance International, a nonprofit arts organization with the mission to give dancers the chance to give back to the community. Here is Miko Fogarty with the road to rediscovery and reinvention. When I let go of what I am, I become what I might be. This is a quote by Lao Tzu. I am Miko and I am a ballerina, but today I won't be talking about being a ballerina, but about my journey of rediscovery and reinvention. This quote is an encompassing concept of my journey, which started 18 years ago at the Zellerbach Hall in Berkeley. I remember sitting in that theater and watching the beautiful ballerinas of the Marinsky Theater performing the ballet Giselle. I remember them doing, doing their beautiful arabesques, their beautiful berets, and even looking up at my mom and seeing her smile at the stage. As I walked out of the theater that night, I told myself that I want to become a ballerina. And this was when my identity as a ballet dancer started to form. And I was only four years old at the time. So with my parents' help, I enrolled in ballet classes. And I trained and trained and trained. My training had ramped up to the point that when I was 11 years old, I dropped out of public school and enrolled in online school to accommodate my training and traveling schedule. And although I did miss my teachers and my friends at school, I knew that sacrifices would have to be made to become one of the best. A little bit later on, when I was 12 years old, I attended the American Ballet Theater Summer Intensive in New York City. And upon joining this intensive, I was given this book, The Healthy Dancer. And upon opening this book, I was mesmerized by how the different muscles, tendons, and bones of our bodies work together to make our bodies move, to make me be able to dance. And I didn't know at the time, but this is when my love for the workings of the human body truly began. Fast forward, when I was, 11, when I was 16 years old, I participated in the Moscow International Ballet Competition in Russia. Now, much like the Olympics, this competition is held every four years, and participants train for years and even decades to train just for this competition. And this was a defining moment in my life.
It may not look like it, but I was so nervous for this competition. I remember standing backstage, actually, right before I went on. Here's the wings, that's the stage, and feeling my palms clammy, my heart pounding, and my stomach clenched like a bowl. But from past experiences performing, I had realized that the combination of fear and excitement actually allowed me to perform at my very best that night. And although it wasn't the most enjoyable to be so nervous, it paid off because I ended up winning the gold medal at that competition. But not only that, I danced my best, which was kind of rare. So after I had won gold, the pressure increased. My Instagram started to get hundreds of thousands of followers and my YouTube videos, which my mom had uploaded, started to garner millions of views. And I felt so many more eyes watching to see what I would do next and where I'd go next in my career. But what I did next, or actually what my body did next, was something I wish no one saw, puberty. <laughs> we all go through it, but it was especially hard to see my body change and grow. And this is when my eating problem started, and I started to restrict what I ate. And I didn't know at the time, but this is when my journey started to decline. But I kept dancing, and the next year, I was auditioning for ballet companies around the world. And I auditioned for a company named the Birmingham Royal Ballet in England, and I got the contract when I was 17 years old. Upon joining this company, I was surrounded by incredible people in such an amazing company, but my inner demons were eating me up from the inside. I remember one of my really good friends asking me before one of our performances, and he asked, are you living the dream? And although I said yes with my mouth to avoid further discussion, every other fiber in my body was screaming, no, this is not it. My self-esteem had been going down, down, down to the point where I was binging and purging nearly everything that I was eating. And I knew I was in a dangerous cycle when the thought of self-harm was more appealing than the thought of continuing in this career. But the thought of disappointment scared me away from not stopping. Not only disappointment with myself, but disappointment with my teachers, my parents, and all the supporters I had gained over the years. So I kept going. But the downhill spiral continued. I was training in Japan later that year, and we were just doing a normal ballet class, like an hour and a half long. And at the end of this ballet class, we were doing these little jumps called parashas. And suddenly, crack. I feel my right foot go numb. And as I take a step, I know something's wrong right away. When I fly back to the US the next day and talk to my doctor, he informs me that I have broken my second metatarsal and that I would have to take two months off. Now, two months doesn't seem like a long time, but to me, I was like, two months? I haven't even taken a week off in the last seven years of my life, let alone two months. But during this time of rest, reflection, and rediscovery, I was finally able to step away from the ballet bubble and really consider why I was pursuing this career. Was it worth all the physical and mental tolls it was taking on me to continue? 
Was I doing it for myself or for others? Was I doing it for the stage time or the rehearsal time? Why was I doing ballet? And as I continued down this thought process, I did come to the realization that I was doing ballet for others and not myself anymore. At the same time, I was brought back to when I was 12 years old and I was given that magical book, The Healthy Dancer, and how I was so fascinated with not only how injuries recover, but how to prevent injuries. And it became a beacon for me to become, want to become part of someone else's journey through illness and injury and to help them recover. At the same time, I read an interview by another ballerina who's actually a friend of mine, who actually left her ballet company and become a pre-medical student. And that was the last endorsement that I needed to make my change. So as my chapter of rediscovery came to an end, my stage of reinvention had just begun. August 23rd, 2016 is what I call my day of liberation. It was the first day that I took my first class of college. And by that end of the first week, I realized that I would have no regrets going forward and that I really loved what I was doing. And if you asked me today, are you living the dream? I could say yes and truly mean it this time. But when I started college, I was a little bit afraid that ballet would never be a part of my life ever again. But that was wrong because I'm able to incorporate as much ballet in my life as I want. For example, these days, I teach the next generation of ballet dancers on the weekends and even take ballet classes here or there. Also, this year marks the first year that I was able to become the production director of Dancing for a Cure, where we were able to raise nearly $9,000 for the National Brain Tumor Society to help the brain tumor community with dancers from all around the world. And this is such a meaningful moment for me. Ballet gave me wisdom, discipline, and focus. And I'm so proud that it will always be a part of my life. But if you guys leave here with anything today from our short time, leave with this. It's never too late to reinvent yourself if you are not happy with who you currently are. We are not static statues, but instead evolving beings who have the capacity to change our lives at any moment. It's never too late. And finally, be kind to yourself and reinvent yourself. And this brings me back to the quote, when I let go of what I am, I become what I might be. I am Miko and I am a ballerina, a student, a teacher, and a forthcoming future healer. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us for this episode. To learn more about Imagine Talks, go to www.imaginetalks.org. Edge Interns and Mental Power Hacks support this podcast. Edge Interns sources the best interns to the best companies. Learn more at edge, that's edgeinterns.com. Mental Power Hacks is where you'll get life hacks to boost your mental performance, productivity, and success. Connect at mentalpowerhack.com. Subscribe to us and get the latest episodes of Imagine Talks podcasts achieving success, social impact, and overcoming obstacles. See you next episode.